Good evening, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Hope that you guys had a wonderful day. Some of us are having like snow days. There's a lot of snow going on. Um, if you're in a part of the States or maybe out of the country that doesn't have snow, I know that you are grateful, okay? But the snow is not so bad, right? So today is Tuesday. Whenever you are listening to this, I hope that this blesses you. We're going to continue to seek wisdom, okay? I've been being quiet and just uh, dealing with things in my home and trying to get some things in order and homework and stuff like that and dealing with the kids, just like you guys have been. I know you've been at work and you're kind of tired. Hopefully, this will kind of give you a little calm, serene pep in your step, okay? For tonight, we're going to continue in Proverbs chapter 9, okay? Let me get my, let me turn the volume up for you guys, okay? Let's get into Proverbs chapter 9. And I'm going to start reading, okay? Grab your Bibles if you have paperback. And I know that we're in a technological age nowadays. So if you want to get your laptop, your iPad, your tablet, your phone, right? Whatever you want to get. Or if you just want to listen, that'll be fine. Okay, and a lot of people like the um, audio book. You can do that as well. If you're like, oh, you read too slow or you talk too fast, you can um, fast forward this podcast and listen to Proverbs 9 yourself. The good thing is they have them on YouTube, okay, by chapter, okay? Proverbs 9, verse 1. Wisdom hath built her house. She hath hewn out her seven pillars. She hath killed her beasts. She hath mingled her wine. She hath also furnished her table. She hath sent forth her maidens. She crieth upon the high places of the city. Whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. As for him that wanteth understanding, she saith to him, Come, eat of my bread, drink of my wine, which I have mingled. Forsake the foolish and live, and go in the way of understanding. He that reproveth a scorner getteth to himself shame, and he that rebuketh a wicked man getteth himself a blot. Okay, I want you guys to, look, I don't even have my writing utensil. Grab your pen, your paper, okay? Or you can grab your highlighter, your pencil, right? If you don't like to mark into your Bibles, a lot of people, I know that they don't like to, um, maybe just write it down, right? Or put it inside, inside of your phone. We're going to circle or highlight, if you will, verse 7, okay? I'm going to read it again. He that reproveth a scorner getteth to himself shame, and he that rebuketh a wicked man getteth himself a blot. We're going to come back to that. Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love thee. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We've heard this maybe a thousand times. I mean, I'm over-exaggerating, but we've heard this lots of times since we have started this wisdom journey of secret seeking wisdom in the book of proverbs that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the lord is to have reverential fear of him to want to obey him okay all right let's continue and the knowledge of the holiest understanding for by me thy days shall be multiplied and the years of thy life shall be increased if thou be wise thou shalt be wise for thyself but if thou scornest thou alone shall bear it 
Okay, so we see scorn again. This is the second time we see scorn in chapter 9. Circle scornist, okay? First, we saw a scorner in chapter, in uh, verse 7, sorry. And then now we see scornist in verse 12. Let's continue to verse 13. A foolish woman is clamorous. Let's go ahead and circle clamorous. She is simple and knoweth nothing. For she sitteth at the door of her house on a seat in the high places of the city to call passengers who go right on their ways. Whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. And as for him that one of understanding, she saith to him, Stolen waters are sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. But he knoweth not that the dead are there, and that her guests are in the depths of hell. Wow, that's how I stopped, okay? <laughs> okay, that was strong right there, okay? So chapter 9 is pretty, in Proverbs, it's pretty short. Okay, it was just, I believe, 18 verses, okay? So if you look at that, that's 9. 9 plus 9 equals 18. So it's kind of like, you know, if you're into the numbers thing, and I know a lot of people are like, that's new age and stuff. Well, the, the text talks about numbers and stuff as well, okay? So I just that's just an observation. It's just an observation, okay? If it makes you uncomfortable, you know, don't don't heed it, okay? Just if it doesn't apply, let it fly, okay? If it doesn't resonate, just leave it on the table. All right. So this is very good. I want to go up to Scorner. Okay. Let's look up Scorner. And then you guys also know I love to cite my sources. Not to sound like a broken record, but I really believe that it's important to cite my sources. And I believe that you guys should too. All right. So let's look up what Scorner means. Okay. It says a Scorner, and this is coming from Microsoft Bling. A Scorner is a person who mocks, sculpts, or ridicules God, his word, and the holy things. A scorner is often used interchangeably with a mocker or a fool in the Bible. A scorner is someone who opposes or rejects wisdom, righteousness, and godly principles. The Bible warns that scorners are prideful and rebellious and that they will face God's judgment. Well, I, you know, that's, that was very strong, too. These are some strong, like, the last sentence of the things that I'm reading. But uh, let's go back up to, I believe, the third definition. A scorner is someone who opposes or rejects wisdom, righteousness, or godly principles. So opposes, opposition, they're an op. Most scornful people are ops. Okay? And you have to be careful with the scornful because a lot of times they can be covert with their scorn. If you say, well, you know, I've been uh, uh, listening to this lady uh, podcast by the name of Humble Dame, and we've been seeking out wisdom. And we're seeking out God's wisdom and uh, we in the chapter nine now. And they'll say, well, I don't, I don't know about that. Um, who Who is there? Um, where they come from? Who is that? And why are you doing? I don't know about all of that. I don't got to do all of that. That's somebody that's kind of like trying to invalidate your search and your seek. Um, and it's a person that's scornful um, because there's no reason to reject wisdom. If you're seeking wisdom. Or you're seeking righteousness. Let's look at righteousness. Because I believe it's important for us to know what these words are. A lot of times when we think righteousness is a kind of a scary word. Like, oh, I can't be like that. And, you know, ain't nobody perfect. And y'all judging people. And it's like, no, I didn't say that I was perfect at all. But we just want to know what righteousness means, okay? Righteousness or uh, rectitude is the quality or state of being morally correct or justifiable, okay? All right, we're going to go down a little bit more. You're like, well, I don't know what that means. That's too much, okay? Right. It means holiness, purity, uprightness, okay? A righteous act. The state 
of being right with God, justification, okay? The, the act or conduct, okay? Um, so it's basically just you trying to be morally correct. Um, it says that the, 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 it says that a righteous man falls down seven times in a day. So, you know, you're going to make mistakes. It's just that, notice it said they fall down seven times. That first time they got up, second time, third, fourth, fifth, they kept getting up. So it's like when you like try to check yourself or you uh, confess, you know, you confess, confess the things that you kind of did wrong. And you try to stop that or you try to curb it and stuff like that. And you got to ask a higher power for some assistance in this area. That's basically what righteous mean. Okay. So anybody that's rejecting that is a scornful person. You know, you'd be like, man, hey, man, you want to go out? Well, no, I'm trying not to go out so much. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to stay in the house and stuff. I don't want to get in no trouble. You know, last time we went out to the club, we got into a fight, you know. And old girl, she almost got pregnant, you know, when I uh, clapped them cheeks later on that night. You know, I'm talking like a guy would talk. And the person who is a scorner, they could be, they could come, the scorn, scorner can come in different faces. They could be like their friends or your bro, you know what I'm saying? They're like, oh man, you ain't got to do all that. It's somebody who kind of try to, they're rejecting your wisdom. It's wisdom to kind of, you can't go out all the time. You can't sleep with everybody. You can't fight everybody. It's dangerous, right? Remember, we was talking. We we uh, learned in previous chapter in Proverbs that wisdom uh, is not only pleasing to God, but it's His way of doing things. It's to keep us safe. So if somebody's coming opposing you, trying to use wisdom in your life or righteousness, that means you're just trying to live right, like morally right. You know it's morally wrong. You know, or you feel bad about it, and they're making fun of you. Like, oh, you feel bad? We hit that lick. Oh, you mad? You scared? He's scared when they doing that. Even though they're laughing and joking, never mistake that. That's also somebody that's scornful. They're opposing your wisdom, okay? They're opposing you trying to use God's wisdom. You're trying to, trying to be righteous, you know what I'm saying? Let's say you always right. You just, you know, you're just trying, you know what I'm saying? You're like, well, I ain't going to drink tonight, you know? And, they, oh, man, you don't want to have nothing to drink. You know, those can not only be stumbling blocks as if they try to do it around you. Those are people that are opposing wisdom. They're posing you trying to, you know, keep yourself safe and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And it says that the Bible warns the scorners are pride. It comes out of pride and rebellious. Rebel rebellious people or rebellion is people uh, and a principle and a, and a behavior that does not like to follow certain rules. Okay, now we all, again, we all make mistakes. We all do stupid stuff. We all have proclivities. We all have hangups, generational stuff, stuff that we didn't pick up. I get that because I, I deal with that as myself. I'm not coming to you perfect. But it's just that, you know, God will put in you like, okay, maybe I shouldn't do that or maybe I shouldn't have said that. People who kind of make fun of their oppose that or want you to sit around in a, in a sewage, you know, with them, those are people that are scornful. They're very scornful, okay? Now, now that we know what the word means, okay, let's look at it into context, put it into context. This is Proverbs again, chapter 9, and we're going to go back to verse 7. He that reproveth a scorner getteth to himself shame. And he that rebuketh a wicked man getteth himself a blot. Did you see that? So you can't reprove. That means you can't correct anyone that's scornful. If they're rejecting wisdom and they're rejecting rightful living, if you reject wisdom, that means that the Bible considers you a fool. All right, so that's very important and things of that nature. So um, that's somebody, if they rejecting wisdom, the Bible considers them a fool. And not to say, oh, you being judgmental. No, it's not being judgmental. You have to judge rightly. You, you have to know red from blue, right? You're not judging red because you're calling something blue, right? Now, to say 
Blue is wrong, and you gonna go to hell. For, you know, then now that's you getting. You know, we all have done that too out of anger, or whatever. But that's getting you now. You being judgmental, but you have to judge rightly. You have to compare something to know what it is. So that's you know that's an you're foolish, okay. And then righteousness, somebody who opposes that, you can't correct anybody that doesn't care about, that doesn't have a conscience. If they're immoral, they're not going to want to listen to anything you said. It's going to bring you to shame. Okay, let's look up shame. So this also, uh, this is very good for as far as wisdom, as far as keeping our mouths closed in certain aspects. You can't say everything to everybody. Okay, it's just not going to work like that. That's basically what this is telling you. Okay, let's look up shame. All right, uh, synonyms. How about that? That way, sometimes, you know, you think of a word, it's, it's best to kind of look up words that mean similar to that. Yeah, humiliation. Mortification, like I mortify, loss of face. Embarrassment. So a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. Okay? The consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. Now, are you using wisdom if you correct a scornful person. No, it's foolish behavior. So it's going to bring you shame. That means disgrace, dishonor. It's going to discredit you because they don't look at what you're talking about as being credited anyway. They're scornful. They're scorned. It's going to bring you scandal, infamy, you know, pity, you know, stigma. It, 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 it'll lead to an outrage towards you. So that's basically what this is telling you. This is actually basically saying, you know, just watch your mouth. Okay. It says he that reprove of a scorner. Get it to himself shame. And he that rebuketh, you know, a wise, a wicked man, getteth himself a blot. You know, it's basically not a good thing. Reprove, not a scorn. It said, don't reprove them. Let's look up what reprove mean, okay? Because you notice it made a difference between reprove and rebuke. So let's look up reprove really quick, okay? This is important for us to know what these words mean, okay? Reprove. Let's look it up. Okay, let's get on here. To convince. To chide to the face, you know, to to accuse, you know, as guilty and to express this, like you're disproving. There's there's no way to reprove someone that does not, that rejects and they're opposed to wisdom. Because if they oppose to wisdom, they're a fool, right? If they reject in righteousness, remember that means to try to live morally correct, they're immoral and for them to reject godly principles, which means they like ungodly principles, which means they're scornful. That's why I said, sit up not in the seat of the scornful or in the counsel of the ungodly. See that? You have people that are scorned and you have, they're, they're, they're ungodly. They don't care about, you know, they don't care about no love, no joy, no peace, no law. They don't operate like that. So when you do that, you bring humiliation upon yourself. Everything is not for everybody to know. So this is it. That's. That's to keep us what? That's to keep us safe. So that's very good for all of us to know, um, especially myself, because I've been kind of watching. You know, I like your guys. I didn't told you, you know what I'm saying, from Detroit and stuff like that. I know I'm known, you know, like, hey, wait a minute. But you can't go off on everybody and tell everybody everything because a lot of people are scorned. They mock and scoff at and ridicule. Oh, yeah, you, you annoying that. You can kind of almost hear the scorn. Oh, how you telling me that you got five kids? That's somebody that's mocking you. So you see when they mock you because they're scorned, their way of communication is to humiliate you. That's why it brings you shame. If you try to if, if you reprove, it says reprove, not a scorner. If you try to convince 
somebody that that uh, 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 rejects and opposed to wisdom and righteousness and godly principles. They, they ain't going to do, they're going to they gonna basically, they used to call it capping when I was young or blazing. They're going to blaze you. And now they call it doxing. They like to dox now because they want to let people know. It also means, remember, shame means to discredit. So when you're talking to someone, they say, hey, you're trying to convince them, hey, no, no, don't don't talk to that um that old lady like that. Maybe say if you're at the bus stop. And you're like, hey, hey, young man, don't talk to that old lady like that. And well, why not? Well, no, you know you're supposed to respect your elder. You're trying to convince somebody that's scorned, that's rejecting your wisdom. And so what they do is they'll go in there with you. You saying that with your shoes on. You think you're so high and mighty. Why you at the bus stop with me? You broke. See that? That's where the blazer comes in that. It, when you when you reprove and try to convince somebody that's scorned, they they in turn mock and bring humiliation to you. It's their way of communication. So then also it says, and then if you know when people when somebody try to do that, you know the next reaction is for you to be like, okay, wait a minute, you are gonna rebuke them? You wrong? Don't be talking to me like that. Then it says you're gonna get a block. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna get a little a little a little problem on your hands. So it is certain people, unfortunately. That's why it says to try to live a quiet and peaceable life. There are certain people that you just can't say certain things to. Their mode of communication is antagonistic. They're scorned. Okay? They're scorned. And you can hear it. You know, I, 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 I ain't trying to throw no shade. You are. Before you just said that. Okay? I, I, ain't trying to, I ain't trying to get into no trouble. You are. That's why you said that. And you can see it a lot, especially now in the social media era. It's just so much. Okay, that's why I will actually um, advise a lot of you guys. You know what I'm saying? Or, uh, you know, you don't have to take my advice. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to take my advice. But if you want a peaceful, you know, you're you still enjoying the new year. We two weeks in. I'm grateful and stuff like that. You might have to just like block a lot of people. It might be people in your family. I blocked a lot of people in my family. Just, I don't want to see that. No, thank you. Because they're scorned. They're scorned and they like, you know, throwing subliminals and saying a little weird stuff. Those are scorned people and people who read into stuff that you post. It's best just to block them so that they won't be trying to be all up and trying to decipher you carrying a coffee, taking a picture of you carrying coffee. You know, when people are scorned, they think that everything you send is about them. And it's not. Let me take some of this water, guys. Ah, that's so good. You guys should really try some of this copper. Go get the copper water bottle. It's so great. Ah. When you talk a lot, you have to drink a lot of water. So, you know, it's, I don't want to see all of that. Because they're scorned. Right? The, the scorn, the way they communicate is through mockery. And trying to humiliate. And now it's what they call doxing. Oh, well, you saying that. You stay in a studio apartment. I got a, a five-bedroom house. Seems like you ain't, you understand it. Because they, they're speaking, they can't receive your reproof. They don't want to be convinced by you. Because they don't operate the same way you do. They don't care about wisdom. They like acting a fool, which is why they acting like a fool, like that's foolish. They don't care about trying to live righteously. They like to be immoral. It's immoral to try to dock somebody on. I know where you stay, you know? Or try to discredit somebody or, or slander them or lie. That's not a moral thing to do. Somebody who can immorally do that, that's how they operate. Everybody, everything ain't for everybody. Let's put it that way. Okay? So this is a way to keep keep us safe. It's a way to be able to help us also 
to keep our reproof. You keep reproving, convince people that you know that care about that are equally yoked with you. Right? So, like, if you have children, you can reprove your children. Hey, no, don't. You try to convince them. Then if they continue, then you rebuke them. Hey, I'm correcting you. Don't do that now. Right? So you're trying to get you. You're training up a child in the way they should. Way they should go, which is wisdom is telling us, come my way. You know, come my way. I have things that will fulfill you as well, for your appetite. I have bread, and she says she has drink of wine, which. A lot of times you see drink of wine, it means revel. I have a revelation. This is talking about spiritually. You understand? I have things for you, which I have mingled something that I made myself. I have it for you. Forsake the foolish and live. Right? And go not and go the way of understanding. So it's a way of understanding, and it's a way of not understanding. And you can see people who don't understand, a lot of times they're scorned. And when they're scorned because they don't understand, they hate to be reproved. You're not going to convince somebody that don't understand. You're talking two different languages. They don't care about respect. They don't care about minding their business. They don't care about those types of things. Because if you can mind other people's business and they didn't invite you into it, that's not a moral act. So it's not righteousness. It's unrighteousness. Now, if they make a mistake, okay, you can forgive them if they, even if they, you know. But if they continue to keep doing it, now you see iniquitous behavior in them. It's a pattern of behavior there. And that pattern turns into their personality. And this personality type, see how I'm mixing the psychology with the spirituality, is a scorned person. I have dealt with many a scorned people with different faces, from close to near and far. Okay? And the way that I've dealt with them in the past was a foolish way. I would deal with them as far as trying to convince them, hey, I'm a cool person. You, know, you ain't got to do all that. You ain't never going to convince somebody that's scorned of that. That's something that the Holy Spirit has to do for them. They have to have a come to Jesus moment or roll to the masses where God is going to knock them down. Because notice it said a person, notice, let's go down, okay? Remember the road to Damascus where it was saying, where where uh, Saul, what was it, Saul, before his name changed to Paul, he was rad and dude, he really thought he was right. It's a way that seems right to a man and it, he got knocked down by the shining light. Well, why are you why are you persecuting me? You think you praising God, but you persecuting you persecuting him. What you do? Because because you 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 misunderstanding. You didn't go the way of understanding towards wisdom. It didn't say you have to be perfect. It's just that we don't want to be acting a fool or be foolish out here. Remember, it was the the ten versions. Some was wise and some was fool, you know, or unwise. You understand? If you don't like that word, but I'm just saying what the text is. I'm not saying it to be derogatory or vulgar anything, because I didn't act in the food a lot of times, you know what I'm saying, so I completely understand both sides of the spectrum here, but you know, as we get older, stuff like that, that's just practical advice, if somebody doesn't resonate with you, and they don't resonate with what you believe in, that's not witnessing to them trying to convince them, and you can see that they they opposing what you're saying, they're opposed to your principles, that's an op, they're an opposition, now, they may not be actively trying to, you know, harm you or anything like that, but they're opposed to what you stand for and how you choose to live your life. That's not somebody, it says to forsake them. Forsake them and live because you keep it around them. So they guessed as death. Why you want to be around a whole bunch of dead on the inside of people? Like a zombie, they end up trying to feed off of you. So it's not a good thing. So this is basically just to keep us safe. It's not for us to have our noses up in the air and look down on people. No, this is us seeking wisdom. We want to have understanding. I want to just keep learning. It says if you if you convince and re, if you convince it means to reprove a wise person, 
or a righteous person is or a just man, they will increase in learning. So to be convinced of something that you already resonate with, it should increase your learning. You should want to learn more. And they, they will love you for it. Thank you, man. I ain't even know that. It, it makes sense. You know, ma'am, I'm sorry. I ain't mean to talk to you like that. You know, I, I do got to respect my elders. I'm going to be an elder one day. See how I, you, because they resonated with you. Somebody can have wrong behavior and you can have wrong behavior, but somebody can convince you. And if you resonate with them, you're going to say, okay. And then they could correct you depending on your relationship. That's what a rebuke is. And you will love them for their rebuke because what? He loves those who he chasing. They're showing you love when they're trying to make sure you stay safe. See how that kind of goes? So it's a very beautiful thing. And it's a very beautiful way to be able to kind of test and be able to know, you know, who we kind of chilling out with or who we working with or things within ourselves, you know? So I think that this is a very good thing. I think this is very good and it's very beautiful tonight. And I'm, this is helping me. This is confirmation for me just to, you know, and not saying, oh, you got to be mom's the word. No, I didn't say that. But if you see somebody scornful, you're not supposed to be in a council. I mean, they ain't supposed to be trying to give you no advice on nothing. And you also ain't supposed to be trying to get, convince them. Is that saying be antisocial and stuff like that? And, you know, like not want to be bothered with people or, you know what I mean? Like, you know, kind of like stand up to yourself. Like, no, nah, it, don't, it don't necessarily mean that either. I mean, if you have to go that far, there might be a season, okay, or a few seasons where the most high might have you kind of like pushed off, which some would call consecrate, kind of pushed off to yourself because it might be a societal thing. And it is a societal thing now for a lot of people to be scorned. They love the discredit people. They just love it. You understand? They they just that's what shame means. They want to bring humiliation to you. When you try to convince a scorned person, they want to humiliate you. When you rebuke a wicked person, they want to blot you out. See, that's what the text says. So it is very, very practical for us to kind of know who we're speaking to and when we're supposed to speak. And you got to kind of know the nature of the person, okay? If they're actively opposing you, whether through humor or throwing shade or innuendo or rolling their eyes, body language, that's not necessarily somebody you should continue trying to convince. There's nothing to convince. You know, I would just kind of shut that down and go by my merry way and enjoy my life. Okay. And, and keep your reproof for people who you resonate with. Keep your rebuke for those you have true relationship with. Okay. Now, I can't tell you, if the most I tell you to say something and do something, that's that's between you and him. That's none of my business. Nobody can really gauge, you know, when the most high tell people things. There's a way that you can kind of gauge it. And that's when you look at the fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Okay, temperance means to have self-control. If somebody raging and, and it's called railing, which is a work of the flesh, I believe that's in Galatians chapter 5. That's not somebody that's coming out of the fruit of the spirit. So you can kind of test that and say, I'm just trying to convince you. Know, so, whoa, you know, hey, wait a minute. Okay. Ooh, ah. You know what I mean? Okay. So that could go both ways. You know, we don't want to take the scriptures and take our spirituality or whatever you just believe in and weaponize it against people. It's just a way to be able to know how to deal with different types of people in certain ways. I'm not going to convince you of anything because you're opposed to me. I... That, if somebody's opposed to you, you're not going to convince them of anything. And I'm dang sure not going to correct or rebuke you of anything 
because you've already shown that you're scorned, you're opposed to wisdom. Okay? All right? That's very important. Okay, so let's go down a little bit more, and then we're going to wrap this up. I'm trying to keep these short and sweet, guys, okay? I don't want to get, like, long-winded because I could talk about this all day. This is good to me. I'm just really enjoying this. Um, so we're going to go to, oh, we read 7 and 8. Now, again, that was uh, Proverbs 9, 7 and 8, and it was talking about reprove not. Don't do it. They scorn her, lest they hate you, okay? So not only were they, you know, you're going to bring yourself shame, which means humiliation, then they're going to turn around and hate you. See, that's the nature of an op, opposing opposition. They don't like your wisdom. It's not wisdom to them. They don't like your righteousness. Why do I got to do that when it's been working for me? So it's basically saying, don't bite off more than you can chew. There's no, no reason to say that, okay? Why, why would you want to bring unnecessary hate and humiliation to yourself when you could have basically just not even said anything? Because it's telling you not to. You don't say nothing. Don't do it. And they say don't be cordial. If you work with people like that, hey, how you doing? Okay. You see them doing something stupid. I wouldn't be like, hey, y'all, we ain't supposed to do that. I just wouldn't say nothing. It's a reason for that because it's keeping you, because they're going to bring, it's going to bring them trying to do this discrediting thing or trying to show this odd hatred towards you. So we don't want to operate in that type of way. You know what I mean? So this is very good. And this is very, very fulfilling tonight. Now, if we drop down to verse 13, I told you guys to uh, highlight or circle clamorous. A foolish woman is clamorous. She is simple and knoweth nothing. That's a very strong statement. Okay. But let's look up clamorous. Really quick. Clamor, evil speaking, uh, with malice. That's uh, harsh. Whoa. Okay. To have an outcry of evil speaking. Okay. Protest, bitterness. Uh, that's what clamor means. Noisy. Speaking and repeating loud words and uh, uh, noisy, calling or demanding loudly, urgently, bawling, loud, turbulent. So outcry, explanation, because I'm trying like that type of thing. It says that uh, uh, a foolish woman is clamorous. I don't want to be like that either. You know, I didn't, you know, but sometimes we could be like that with our parenthood. You know, it was something to kind of learn, especially in the African-American community. Well, I said this. What did I say? You know, that type of thing. We kind of go off into that, you know, turn it to our parents for a brief moment and snap out of it. That's, you know, being clamorous and stuff like that. It's going to be foolish. I don't want to talk to my kids like that. I'm, you know, I know I'm trying to get better at that. I know you probably guys are probably too. You grew up like that. It was normal, but, it's, you know, is it really effective? Or if you have a husband, I said, go take the garbage out. You know, you being, I'm being a foolish woman if I'm talking like that. Right? So this is this is practical information. It's basically telling us to lower our tones. Okay. Let's lower our tones. And I, I'm I'm working on this myself. And then watch who we speak to. Watch who you're trying to convince. And watch who you're trying to correct. Because everybody doesn't resonate with what you resonate with. And it'll bring you unnecessary hate and humiliation. Or it'll bring you unnecessarily what they people call it the ops. Or and them trying to dox and discredit you. When you don't, you know, they say you don't want that smoke. No, ain't, that ain't proving you big and bad to keep fighting and going around with everybody. I have made a lot of those mistakes in the past trying to convince and stuff. If people are going to be opposed to what you stand for, who you are, they're just going to be opposed to it. But there's a way that you can move around them without trying to get, basically riling them up. 
because they're not they're not they're not hard to rile up. They get riled up over it, over over you convincing them over something. It can be some you know self care. Maybe you should take better care of yourself. Mm, they can get mad about that because you you trying to convince them of something. They're like I don't got to do that. You know what I'm saying? So I really enjoyed this. This is helping me. This is actually confirmation for me. I would not reprove a scornful person. Okay. And or a mocking person so they can bring me humiliation, discredit me. Okay. They do that enough on their own. And then I am not going to rebuke uh, a hateful person. I'm just not going to do it. Okay. So that's the things I'm going to work on. And I don't want to be a clamorous woman. I don't want to be seen as foolish. So I'm working on that as well. You know, that popping off thing, you know, it make you look foolish. You know what I'm saying? I don't do it in public. You know, when I was in my teen years, you know, I went through the little thing. But, you know, even in private, you know, when you're venting and stuff, I want to be able to get to the place where I can express myself, you know, if I'm talking to a friend or my man, you know what I'm saying, my husband, and I'm telling him how I feel and what happened and what it made me feel like without me being loud. And I'm trying to tell you, you know what I'm saying? Because that's getting me upset, the whole room upset. I'm messing the atmosphere up. So I don't want to do that, okay? So for the commentary, very, very fast, we're coming from EnduringWord.com. I know I switched it up. Normally, we come from Bible Hub or Bible Ref, which I love both of those, okay? You guys know that. And you can still go out and listen to those, okay? So it says Proverbs 9 is a wisdom's feast and folly's funeral. Now, that is very, very powerful there. So again, this is Enduring Word. I'm going to have to... I have to keep put a little, uh, what they call it, a bookmark on this. Let's put that bookmark on there. This is actually very good, okay? That's very good, okay? I didn't bookmark the guys. I hope you bookmark that. That's very powerful, okay? And it's talk about the way of wisdom, wisdom's generous invitation, how she builds her house and how she has seven pillars, you know, that are well-appointed and unshakable and how she's inviting you to come eat her bread, the customs, and the ethics of hospitality that she has. Isn't this great? And it, it talks about whoever lacks understanding. She offers you provision and partnership and protection. Okay, I think that that's beautiful, okay? I think that that's great. And so then we go down uh, the second part. Those who reject, okay, and don't want wisdom. Then they go to the folly aspect, okay, the scoffers. We talked about that in uh quite de a lot of detail. So again, if you want to go through this yourself, it's very, very, it's a little bit more um, detailed, I'm going to say, than Bible Ref and Bible Hub. I love Bible Ref and the Bible Hub. And I like how they add, you can ask questions at the end of it to like test your comprehension. Or if you're teaching a class or you're doing an in-home Bible study or whatever, I, I like that aspect. But this right here, this is some show enough commentary. You hear me? So again, this is EnduringWord.com. If you really want to dig into this tonight, we're going to do a little homework assignment. I don't want to keep just like taking up all of your time and, and reading all of the commentary. I want you guys to go through EnduringWord.com for Proverbs 9 and read it for yourself. Okay? So you guys have a wonderful night. I hope this helped you. I'm going to keep my tongue. Holy Spirit, keep my tongue and brighten my tongue. Let's use wisdom and not convince scornful people don't rebuke anybody that's upset it's not it's not a safe thing to do and it just doesn't bring peace it brings unnecessary hate and humiliation and shame on you you know what i'm saying you know i say shame on you i don't i don't want that so i hope that you guys have a good new year let's keep navigating and keep seeking wisdom holding her hand embracing her that's we sitting at her table she's giving us bread and provision so i want to keep eating this bread and drinking of her wine her revelation that she has to offer on this practical advice that is timeless 
It goes throughout times. It goes throughout eras and through centuries. It is an everlasting, eternal wisdom that I cherish and that I really want more of. Okay. And I, we also don't want to be clamorous women. We want to be able to speak softly. And so I've been trying to work on that myself as well. And I'm going to continue to work on this. We're going to come back in a few days. I'm going to let you know how I've been working on it. Okay. <laughs> how it went. And I'm going to be honest. Okay. Transparency. All right. All right. You guys have a wonderful day. Night or afternoon. Much appreciation and gratitude. This is Humble Day. Over and out.